0: Hello and welcome to the Capgemini podcast. My name's Gary Taylor. I'm part of Capgemini's cloud infrastructure services team working in workspace services for projects and consulting. Today's subject is Windows Virtual Desktop and I'm delighted today to be joined by Alex Birch from Citrix. Hi Alex, can you tell us a little bit about your role at Citrix?
1: Absolutely, Gary. So um, I work within our global solution integrators team and I have responsibility for the technical relationship across all of our
0: partners, which include Capgemini. So, so recently there was a joint announcement from Microsoft and, and Citrix. Um, can you tell us what that was all about? Absolutely. So
1: back in July, we announced that, you know, that Citrix and Microsoft are going to take that you know relationship that we've had now for 30 plus years and we're going to make it even stronger. And we're going to do that by joining forces to simplify cloud transformation and to speed the adoption of digital workspaces and virtual desktops to enable hybrid work models. Now, unlike a lot of agreements, which tend to be six months to a year maybe in term, this is a multi-year agreement. And essentially what this means is is that both companies will support Citrix Workspace as a preferred digital workspace platform for Microsoft customers, and Microsoft Azure as a preferred public cloud. But in addition to that, we're also gonna be having a joint product roadmap, uh, which will enable us to have a consistent and optimal work uh, experiences across hybrid work environments. And lastly, I mean, really, it's about the partnership. It will continue to build a Microsoft-centric Citrix workspace, which will provide deep integrations to optimize performance, functionality, and micro-apps for Windows Virtual Desktops, Microsoft 365, and Microsoft Teams.
0: Since Windows Virtual Desktop reached general availability on the 30th of September 2019, many organizations have been exploring using it. In the current climate... Uh, customers need to be sure that they're investing in the right solutions that will have the most value and impact. Why do you think many organizations are turning to Citrix to augment their Windows Virtual Desktop solutions? Isn't it just adding cost?
1: It's a great question. It's one that we get on a you know, regular basis. Um and there's two ways to answer this question. And the first one is actually cost is a you know is a driving factor, but it's mainly about business value. You know, it's about how you can speed the adoption of your existing services, how you can satisfy your um, customer requirements, you know, the the use cases that you can address and the ability to flex your environment up and down to suit the needs of your customers. But however, to go back to your specific question around cost, yes, absolutely this is a a, a core challenge and you know with citrix we do introduce additional capabilities which do help you manage your costs more effectively so think about things like autoscale you know autoscale is um, it's there to help you manage your costs by ensuring your vms are only powered on when they're required so you know you think about towards the end of the day you know people start to log off we will start to power those machines off therefore you know optimizing your spend then we have things like Citrix SD-WAN. You know, Citrix SD-WAN is, uh, enables you to you know, leverage things such as low-cost broadband connections to aggregate those together to create a an enterprise quality connection into your Azure environment. But, you know, another area that I think is really great and interesting is about app layering. So one of the challenges that you have as an organization is that, you know, you think about all your different departments inside your business. And what you would tend to normally do traditionally was that you would build an image for a specific department. That then meant that you had lots of images to manage and lots of applications to refresh and to patch, et cetera. So leveraging technologies such as app, Citrix app layering enables you to have far fewer images, and then you just deliver the applications on demand as they're required by the specific user. Thus again, you know, reducing your administration and your um, your costs as well. And lastly, you know, obviously Citrix has been around for thirty years, and you know when we first started as a business, we were, you know, having to enable people to dial in using modems to you know connect into their data centers. So we have a very highly optimized uh, display protocol, which means that you know we can optimize your spend by reducing the amount of traffic that goes flows in and out of your network connections in Azure. So therefore, you know, we think that we you know using a combination of those services that we've just talked about we can help actually reduce your costs and to help optimize your spend as
0: well there's some compelling features that you can you can get there by adding citrix cloud that's very interesting thank you so in addition to disruptions like covid 19 uh, windows virtual desktop has multiple use cases for organizations regardless of their size or industry what are citrix customers telling you that their main use cases are for citrix and windows virtual desktop
1: well, it's a good question. I think actually there's um, three main use cases that I can think of. I mean, to be honest, there's not many use cases I can think we where we can't address uh, a particular challenges that customers will have. But the three that really sort of come to mind are, you know, things about, you know, hybrid workloads, the ability to work from anywhere with remote working, or you know, things like seasonal workers as well. Um, so, you know, one of the things you know, think about hybrid working, you know, unless your company was born in the cloud, you know, the likelihood is, is that you will have applications and services deployed inside your data centers. Now, the goal is obviously to try and migrate as many of those services from their existing locations in the data centers into the Azure platform. But the challenge is, is that's going to be a multi-year program of work, a multi-year transformational journey. But what it's also going to mean is that some of those applications will never realistically move in into that service. So you need to, you need to have a, a solution to that, because obviously as, as great as WVD is on its own, it is a purely an Azure-based service. So with Citrix, we can connect into your Azure instance, and you know, powered by WVD, we can access your applications to services that are hosted, within azure but you will need a solution that's going to help you access your applications and services that reside in your data centers so with citrix we can help that because we enable you to place workloads as close to the um, location of the application as possible therefore giving your users a really great user experience then if we think about you know the the whole remote working remote you know work from home obviously that's really you know a, a top of mind subject for this year obviously it's been a very challenging year for everyone and one of the reasons that you know if you think about the benefit of deploying Citrix Cloud, and I'll give you a couple of examples of a, a customer that had Citrix Cloud already and was already consuming Azure and WVD. you know when that call came, they had to go work from home. they were able to very quickly, using you know the Citrix tools, um, like machine creation services, for example, they could spin up hundreds or thousands of virtual machines almost instantly you take that same a different customer with exactly the same scenario but they have all their stuff on prem they have the challenge of actually being able to procure um, additional hardware potentially if they don't have sufficient capacity and they will then have to you know install that you know supply power racking cooling etc and that's going to take time so you've got one business there that's very agile and the other one which is not as agile simply because of the way that they're deploying their workloads so that's one great uh, example but there's one last use case as well, and that's really around seasonal workers. Each one of those scenarios requires you to build up additional burst capacity for a short period of time. So leveraging Citrix with WVD and tools such as machine creation services, we can burst those number of VMs that are available to you as a business. And then when you're done with that capacity, then we can shrink it back down again. Again, it's another example of the flexibility that we give, but also a way that we can help manage your costs as well.
0: Interesting. So. So, what tools do you and information do you have to help customers learn more about the Citrix Cloud and uh, Microsoft's Windows Virtual Desktop? Well, there's this a lot of mediums of which you can you go and learn more about what we do.
1: Um, you know, obviously, the most obvious places to go and look are things like you know Citrix.com. Uh, you can follow us on you know social media platforms such as LinkedIn, uh, where we are obviously you know, releasing a lot of content all of the time to keep everyone informed. Um, but we've also got our blogs as well where, you know, you can you can subscribe to our blogs and get the latest and greatest information from us. Um, but if you're a technically minded and you want to understand more about, say, the reference architectures, all you have to do is go and Google Citrix Tech Zone. And on the Tech Zone, you will see the latest reference architectures that we have available to help you make those decisions, to help you in that migration planning process. Um, One other area as well, you know, is that within Citrix, we have built a business value engineering team and they can work with uh, yourselves at Capgemini with, with your customers and with Microsoft to help really understand what that business value is and to help you articulate that and to be able to show all the benefits that are available to you and to your customers.
0: What do you think the future holds for the Microsoft and Citrix relationship?
1: Well, I think it's going to be a great future that we have. I mean, obviously, we've mentioned that it's going to be a multi-year agreement that we're working, you know, together on. And uh, one of those, one of those many facets that we're focusing on will be around the joint roadmaps and the tools that we're creating. So we will be looking at, you know, creating tools to ease the migration from existing on-prem lo- uh, deployments to Citrix Cloud, um, and we'll be working on ways to provide an even better user experiences with things like Office 365 and Teams. Um, but what you'll also see in the future is that you'll see, you know. More and more integrations into the new Citrix Workspace with Intelligence platform, enabling you to integrate and interact with um, such things as Teams and Office 365. So on that, what I would say is, you know, stay tuned. Um, ensure that you, you're following us on the you know latest social media platforms, or you know signing up to our blogs. And you know, if you need more information, then please, you know, I'd say reach out to your Cap
0: Gemini, your Citrix or Microsoft representative to find out much more about you know what we can do together. Thanks, Alex, that was really insightful. It was a pleasure chatting with you today. You can subscribe to the Capgemini podcast on all the usual podcast sites, including iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for joining today's podcast. This is Designing Momentum, a podcast from Capgemini. Designing Momentum is a show about what it takes to build and maintain momentum in business. When the odds are against you, how do you forge your own path? Original ideas very rarely come from looking in the same place as you always look. So in this show, we'll be turning the spotlight in a different direction that you wouldn't necessarily think to look. Hosted by me, Frank Wammers, And with the help of Rachel Burford, International Women's Rugby World Cup winner and experts in emerging technology in sport, we'll be exploring why what goes on in the boardroom isn't so different to what happens on the pitch. Make sure you subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts.